North End by the Big Bend, the tank was in the pose. Purity stood close to Willow and Shore, but couldn't handle the load. Sellers were sweating, shedding their overcoats. The temperature rose. Put a chink in the armor, a winter too warm, unleash a mother load. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to tabletop garden the great molasses flood i'm gregory avery weir and if you're listening to this as a patron thank you so very much and if you're not you should know that uh you can subscribe to my patreon at patreon.com slash gregory avery weir and listen to the finale right now so consider doing that with the extra bonus that you'll be able to very soon listen to the postmortem on this. I, I think that the postmortem on Ego Driver went really well, and I am planning on recording what's sure to be at least an hour on my motivations behind designing the Great Molasses Flood, uh, going through some of the st- actual stats for the adversary and the extras and experts that were pulled in, and my thoughts on how it went and how it differed from how I planned it, which is, uh, there are a lot of differences, so that should be interesting. If backing me on Patreon isn't for you right now, uh, and you, but you still want to help out, you can retweet when I announce new episodes. I, I tweet them at the moment at Gregory Weir, that's G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-W-E-I-R, or just tell your friends about it, review me on iTunes or wherever. All of that sort of stuff can be really helpful. I, I think this is a good thing that we're doing, and if you agree, please share it with people that you think would enjoy having it in their lives. For now, though, we're in the home stretch, so welcome back to the Great Molasses Flood. Uh, there's a guy sitting at a table, and uh, Lorenzo and he recognize each other at the same time. Uh, this is indeed the guy that you chased down the street, and nearly immediately, uh, Isaac kind of fear flashes across his eyes um and he kind of looks around as if he's not sure if if this is cool so harmony is there anything you have immediately so isaac the person we are meeting is the person that lorenzo chased last night that's that's what seems to be going on he's he's the only person in here that seems to be waiting for someone and you you could probably tell from <laughs> their reactions that they've seen each other and this this is perhaps a low level question but is this isaac gonzalez yeah okay (laughs) just wanted to you can see that i'm just sort of raising my hand trying to be placating with sort of like no no it's all right it's all right yeah (laughs) um but that's what i'm doing um and gonzalez this was the this is the employee that worked kind of at the tank site right that raised concerns early and everyone seems to think is some sort of rabble rouser or troublemaker. Gotcha, gotcha. About tank safety. All right, well, I will sit down. Has Isaac already gotten a coffee or? Yeah, he's got a cup of coffee. Hey, I heard you were a person who went to bed early. (laughs) Is this an attack? Uh, I don't think. I think. I think I'd... the situation's tense enough that you should be doing some sort of attack here. I mean, I'm just curious what, I guess, their response will be. <laughs> like, I don't know that that's my attack. I'm just genuinely curious <laughs> what they'll say. But if you want me to, I can try and come up with an attack here. Um... So I think I think if you're not applying mechanical pressure, his impulse is going to be to to bolt or climb up or something like that. Alrighty. I think this is going to be a mind attack. And I have two possible, I guess three possible directions. I could, actually, I think maybe I won't boost initially. Okay. This will be a unbolted attack. Okay. And it is a mind attack. That is a four. Okay. And is that on, so this is just, you just greeted politely, basically? Like, uh, that was your general approach? Yeah, chill. Remark on his bedtime habits. Chill. I'm. I haven't said that yet. I still save that. So versus nerve, probably. Sure, nerve is good. Okay. Um. Hmm. 
I don't think he has a good way to boost in this case. His skills don't actually help with this, so we'll say that hits. Did you have an edge? I do have this um, favor with a lawyer that I could use as an edge if I were to take an approach that were to imply that he could be in some sort of legal difficulties. Certainly sets a tone. What does that sound like? Oh, the, everybody's making a terrible face. Maybe I'm not going to do that. I don't have an edge. That's just an attack okay. with no edge. I'm not going to bring lawyers into it. I can see that's next level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you just kind of sit down and say hi, and he, he kind of looks at looks at the three of you, and he says, uh, "Hey," he says, "Are you what? How would he put this? That's not confrontational." He kind of laughs disarmingly but not particularly not with much guile at all um so he's clearly he's like <laughs> uh hey, do we you and me have a a misunderstanding last night friend he's saying to to lorenzo and is lorenzo's turn yeah probably because <laughs> uh if you're yeah, i'm lorenzo caligari we're supposed to we're supposed to have a chat isaac uh Gonzalez, uh, I, I mean, someone starts chasing you, you get spooked. I didn't know who you were. Do you want your attack to be kind of diffusing the situation, or do you want to, like, let it stay awkward for a bit and have another <sighs> thing you want to do here? There's so many things I want to do to the adversary, but I can't <laughs> because you keep throwing these these tiny creatures in the way. Okay. Anyway. I mean, certainly, you, 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 the adversary is not stealth, so you can go after the adversary directly if you want. But no, no, it's too early in the narrative for me to do... Well, when I say too early in the narrative, I say it's uh, for me to do the thing that I'm thinking of doing. We're not in a narrative position yet for it. So, so... Uh. So, uh, so wail on the peons, I must. Um, so, <laughs> understand I say this with love, by the way. <laughs> Just doing your job. Uh, let's see. Doing my job. <laughs> so, this is basically, okay, yeah, no, here we go. All right. The thing that I'd like to do here is I'm, uh, I'm going to try to convince him to cooperate with us. Um, to 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 talk to us about about you know tell us you know if he if he knows anything that kind of deal. In part, I am sort of trying to diffuse the situation, but it's kind of I'm trying to also make him understand that he is going to be possibly helping the public good. Okay. And then the way that I'm planning on doing that is to attempt to convince him this. I'm going to be coming forward and I'm saying that uh, the fire department's very concerned right now about. Uh, some of these the, the structures in the area, and we heard you had a, had some what sounded like probably some very serious complaints, and we want to make sure everything's all right because I've been hearing a bunch of different things, and the thing is, I get the sense there's something going on, and you probably hold the key to that if what I've been hearing is anything to uh, to go by, you know. What I'm, so what I'm doing is. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to be uh, in, in. I'm convincing. I am extra convincing, which means I am boosted on a challenge to convince someone. Okay. And uh, this is a, a charm-based attack. I, I can use this as an edge on it, if that's uh, where we are with this. Okay. And uh, I'm I'm considering going ahead and even though I am boosting, I'm considering burning something to make it a bold attack, just for the sake of whittling him down. Uh, what was the number again? Because I think he might be good. Because the number is going to be uh, by itself. The number is going to be six with an edge. Okay, uh, you're you're good. So don't you don't need to burn anything. Alrighty. And his his remaining skill is responsibility, which is not a thing he can use to boost to defend against this <laughs> this attack. Mm -mm. Excellent. So he sort of he he nods and listens, and uh, and he is off the board because you have won him over. Excellent. And he he says yes. Sit down. Get get yourself some coffee. I'll 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 tell you. So. So here's the thing. When I was running last night, uh, I have trouble sleeping. I keep thinking about that tank isn't safe. All right. You, you know, when they got the permits for that thing, 
they uh, the permits were for the foundation. They didn't have to run the tank by the city because it wasn't considered a building. All they did was get permission to build the foundation for it. Plans are signed off on, but that thing's thinner than any tank I've seen that size. And it keeps shedding pieces of metal. And tell you the truth, uh, this you're not going to tell anyone about this, right? No, not you. No, we actually went by the site, so we've got an excuse. If need be, we can say this is just stuff we noticed. Yeah, well, when my sleep gets especially bad, sometimes I run on down there. And uh, there's a valve you can use to let out a little bit of the of the molasses into the, the mm-hmm. harbor. And I just, you know, try to let a little bit of the pressure off. And, I mean, you'd get in some serious trouble for that, uh, right? Because that's, that's money flowing out to the ocean. But uh, How much would you say is flowing out into the ocean, uh, like, per minute? Not enough to really make a difference, I guess. But it makes me feel a little better. I used to sometimes sleep under the tank just to try and, you know, have a little extra time to warn people about it. Yeah. How quick do they notice that the, that the valve is open? Oh, I, I, I don't think they've noticed that I've, that I've let me out. I mean, it's, it's not much that I'm, that I'm doing, so I open it a bit, close it again. Can you think of any ways to increase that volume? I mean, not long term. I, without breaking the tank, I don't know that you can... You can't drain it any faster than it's supposed to be, and they definitely notice if it were, you know, flowing out at the rate that it takes to fill a freight car. But uh, I couldn't, I couldn't take the pressure of working there anymore. Just, just knowing that I'd be partially responsible for it, I quit. I was gonna join the, uh, gonna join the military, help out overseas. But uh, hmm. this guy came and talked to me about it. Uh, I guess in government, real weird dude. He said that I should stick around, that he didn't want to see me going anywhere. So uh, I've got a job uh, at the docks pretty nearby. Mr. Gonzalez, Isaac, are we on a first name basis? What do you do? What, what do people do with molasses? Like, what's it used oh. for? Uh, they distill it into, into industrial alcohol. So uh, a lot of the explosives and, and weapons and you know the propellant and the bullets the bombs that they're throwing i don't know exactly how it works i'm just Mm -hmm. you know i handle the hardware Mm -hmm. so it's dirty rum yeah yeah that molasses there gets distilled into alcohol and turned into weapons for the war i gotcha and uh do you have to catch the name of the brave government person who told you not to join the military um i think this this is an attack all right and it is your turn how convenient and you're attacking the mystery here, the the investigation. Oh. Hmm. Is now the time to hit networked then? It's got networked and timelined. Mm-hmm. But you could certainly use timeline because this is sort of extending that timeline back. Oh, okay. Then yes, I'll use timelined with an edge. So I think this is a regrettably, I think this is a charm attack to actually I think it's a mind attack. I'm trying to get more information, trying to kind of suss out what's going on. So I think my edge, I should have taken a resource of experience with the military, but I did not. Um, Also, we could only have two resources, so, oh well. Um, If you haven't taken one for this scene, you you could pull in it as your common resource. I didn't take one for last scene either. I'm going to take experience with the military as a resource. Okay. And you're targeting timeline? Yes. Okay. So the adversary cannot take an affliction to block the the stress from that. So you chat with him and he says, "Uh, boy, I can't remember his name. Real strange guy. Always wore a suit. You know, was wearing a weird suit. Uh, Name was R something. First and last name. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And uh, he describes, and you know, your experience with the military here. Yeah, this this is not this is not a military man. Kind of the way he was talking and, and everything. Isaac says, uh, seemed he was real concerned. He was real, real emphatic that I stick with a job nearby, like in the same neighborhood around the tank. Uh, and I mean, all I know is loading, unloading, maintenance. So got a job nearby. But uh, well, that's convenient. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that guy around some lately. It, 
I don't know. Maybe he's working with the Navy. Maybe he's related to the to the munitions effort. But he seems to be getting around. Yeah, I'd actually be kind of wary of that fella. He's I can't say too much right now, but he's uh, from what I understand, he's kind of a person of interest with some things going going on right now. Oh, you think he's what like a like a spy? Maybe an anarchist even? Let's not go wild. We're not entirely sure, but I would take a second and third glance at any advice that fella gives you. Oh, all right. Huh. And you, you chat with him a little more about about the specific circumstances, and you're, you get the distinct impression. So, so stuff that you know that this, that Reagan has done is uh, you know that he's somehow been, been chatting with, he was chatting with some firefighters, and you know that that probably, you realize that now that you're kind of thinking about where people are, Lorenzo, you realize that, that Leahy talking to that guy probably meant that Leahy ended up in a different place. Ended up getting held back and probably wasn't where he normally would be when the disaster happened. And uh, mm. likewise, you know, you know that kind of Gonzalez was, if the cut-up man convinced Gonzalez not to enlist then that means that Gonzalez would have been overseas when the disaster happened, and instead, presumably, he was in the disaster area. And Gonzalez seems to be the one who knows a lot of the, like, a lot of the dirty secrets that tie everything together on how this happened. Hmm. So, I think at this point, we're going to see a crisis attack from the investigation so you're welcome to is before i do that is there anything else you want to get out of gonzalez immediately at this meeting he's he he's once you once you he seems to have relaxed and and is like yeah we can we can i'll tell you whatever else you need if you think of something um the adversary still networked i feel like i kind of want to figure out a way to encourage him to be uh to to, to be out of town uh or out of the area um when <laughs> And this thing that's coming is coming uh, because clearly they want him here, which which means we don't. <laughs> yeah, yep. Well, I was going to agree. Yeah. I, I would like to implant the idea of a strike in him. <laughs> but that might be an attack. I don't know. Okay. Then let's say that immediately when you talk to him like that, um, he's he's resistant to, to both. Um, he... When you're talking about, you know, not being in the area, he says, I don't, I don't know if I could live myself if something happened and I wasn't there to help, honestly. And, and look, I, I'm pretty willing to give management a hard time about safety and stuff, but a strike, I mean, that's, that's pretty extreme. It's really some of the most American things that you can do is strike. That's what my grandpa, Uncle Sam, used to say. The Uncle Sam that's currently in charge of the country, uh, tends to think a Strikes is about the same as uh, throwing bombs or uh, invading France, so. Naturally, because, you know, that's how they want you to think. But you're your own man, Isaac. Well, I'll, I'll think it over, I guess. But screw your courage to the sticking place and we'll not fail. Is that a, is that a poem? It's Lady Macbeth. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it, and it just came out. <laughs> he says, "Look, I, I should, I should get to work, but, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. And I'll let you know if I think of anything else." Thanks, much appreciated. Yeah, thanks. I'm headed to the north end, uh, and he's he's walking basically the same route that you would take to get back to the, to the neighborhood. And when you get there, assuming that you're not heading elsewhere, you can see that, that the the guards and support around the tank has increased even further um there are people in navy uniforms standing outside and like looking over the tank and uh you can tell that like the area's kind of been cleaned up a little bit um some of the remaining anarchist posters have been torn down and uh the kids that are normally playing all around there aren't kids playing in this area and you can you can see kind of some some annoyed looking kids kicking dirt over in the playground and uh it seems like maybe uh they've clamped down on the amount of like general neighborhood traffic that can go on so this is a crisis attack boosted with nationalism Ugh. 
Speaking of Uncle Sam. Oh, no. Oof. And I think this is a mind attack, as this is sort of trying to limit your options. And it's using using a uh, an edge of fieldwork, because this is using the, the previous uh, increase in guards to, to support this, this effort. So that is a six with an edge as a crisis attack. So y'all will get to decide how you attempt to defend against this, what defense you want to use, and what you do in response to this neighborhood kind of shifting a little more a little more police statey than it was. Hmm. Okay. So in my case, if I'm able to uh, stop by my room briefly, mm-hmm. I'm gonna change my outfit. So I'm gonna boost my nerve with my body using my bendy gender quirk and just sort of not like nothing drastic but Mm -hmm. my I am no longer I don't look like a soldier anymore I don't look quite like a sailor like it's hard to completely get rid of like the why is the land not moving the way it's supposed to move Mm -hmm. (laughs) um in my gate, but I'm definitely sort of costuming here to sort of deflect the eye. So with Bendy Gender, are you actually like looking more femme? Yes. Yep. You're you're kind of looking a little bit more like a dandy, or are you actually is this are you going hmm. into more cross dressing territory or non binary territory? Interesting. I was thinking non binary, sort of less like I think that when on land and out and about, Sam adopts a fairly standard but subdued masculinity like okay Mm. this is how men on land who are not doing the things we do at sea (laughs) right uh i'm i'm in this masculine world i need to be a black man but not too loudly a black man Mm -hmm. either on either axis of those (laughs) um and sort of performing the the appropriate subdued gender, but also very clearly masculine, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I think this is a, a softening of that, of like, mm-hmm. hell, maybe he shaves. I don't know. I'd sort of, like, I hadn't really <laughs> thought about that as a thing, but that's because I don't grow facial hair, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah, like he takes a moment and well, longer than that, a minute and and shaves and changes to something that's like way more civilian than mm-hmm. he was wearing before. Um, something where you don't immediately where, well, I will say the police might still fairly quickly go, oh, that's a sailor. But like a regular civilian might not immediately. Yeah. And so a little more femme, a little less, a little less hard, um, a little more, tra- a little less traditionally masculine. Yeah, that boosts his nerve. Okay. Also, feels comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not, re- I mean, it's a quirk, but I'm introducing it. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> or highlighting it, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Is this attack? to be noticed um it's a crisis attack so it's this this is a situation that you will need to react to in in some way so but i can't boost it with my trait is that true innocuous let's see what is innocuous always boosted on challenges to avoid notice so yeah we've been playing with always boosted can be used for defense so um if if the way you respond to this is just by like sneaking and trying to i i guess i guess i'd like to hear like what you're doing with that like what's the active thing you do okay to make use of that innocuousness um i guess what harmony would do would be to not dress like she normally does for anarchist like purposes but more like in traditional 
uh, working femme clothes. Like, she's going to go work. Is there a molasses factory? I don't know. <laughs> That's, that would be that would be further away. Um, but, that's, but there's there's all sorts of of yeah other other workshops and stuff around here. Yeah, like she's gonna go do something like that. Um, so I guess you know she has lots of changes of clothes that she could choose from in order to do that, and then just okay. look like everybody else walking around. And are you like scoping out the area? What are you doing immediately with this with this innocuousness? Um, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I have a few things I would be particularly interested in. Like, are these Pinkertons? Or are they some other group who is guarding the, okay. um, tank? And what about if we're, I guess we've brought them up before, so it's okay to mention children. Like, are the children still doing their thing? Are they taking molasses away? Like, I'm curious about mm. that, too. Yeah, so kind of in with your with your state of being hard to notice, you're seeing that uh, the guards seem to be a combination of naval. I don't know if naval intelligence was a thing at this time, but like the the people who protect naval ports, which is you know you know from being around this area is is unusual. Um, there's training stuff that goes on in this in this region, but it's not supposed to be, especially with the war coming to an end, like protecting a munitions munitions stuff infrastructure at this point is a little weird um and there are also pinkertons around um and they are they are genuine pinkertons your your various anarchist friends are are happy to tell you that they're not in large numbers like you're not looking at like an actual strike force like the pinkertons are probably infamous for among your circles um but there are there are two guys in suits that clearly are armed that are like looking for bombs and and passing through bars and and inspecting workshops and so on as if they're expecting a full-on anarchist attack and lorenzo how are you dealing with this lorenzo is you're right outside the gate yeah with the firehouse seeing this increased presence and knowing what it's here for um lorenzo is going to go very much on watch. He actually is going to go a little bit into uh, military mode okay. on this um, because it's like, okay, that's all right. I can be on guard um, be, uh, as this is coming, going to be coming up toward ready for anything time. And uh, so I want to um, highlight my quirk of seeing the elephant. It's like, this, this is not going to be a big deal because... Okay. If uh, if a wall gets put in front of me on this, we're gonna knock it down. <laughs> yeah, you've you've seen worse than this. And so I'm using that to boost my nerve, okay. um, which uh, brings it up to an eight. All right, so you all take wear as appropriate on those defenses, but it otherwise doesn't make progress against you. And uh, I think I'll say at this point, like things are things are clearly like more acute than you remember them being the first time through like this this is definitely like your actions have changed the circumstances and just stuff is feeling pretty volatile in the neighborhood now harmony your turn is up first on more more direct action uh harmony is going to um trying to think of what the right walking verb for what she would do would be I think sort of stump um (laughs) Harmony's gonna stump over to the dock to where the dock workers are hanging out and just say you know um bosses don't care about what us working folks are doing we're the ones whose blood, sweat, and tears are going into this and where's ours? That's what I want to know. And what I am trying to do is get this general strike up on its up on its feet. Okay. And this is 
I mean, I think this is a mind attack because I'm trying to use my boost of literally organizing. It's logistics and organizing is my skill. And I think I could potentially have the edge of Enigma because I do know something that they all don't know in that it would, you know. But Enigma has to be something they want to know. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, hmm. Do they want to know about, like, workers' rights? Because I do know about that. And, okay. <laughs> hmm. Let's see what else I got. Um, and so so you're kind of using you're using the playbook of this is how you start a strike rather than, like, depending on your charisma, and that's why it's mine? Yeah. I am a, literally a labor organizer. So I'm definitely trying to lay down some logical rational arguments here not just being cute i could see trying to think if you have done i don't think you've done research for this lately um what resources do you have well i have favor oh i could get a resource though you can also uh reveal secrets to do a boosted attack with an edge Ooh. although i'm not sure from what i know i think i i have hints of what your secret is and that might not be that might not play here i'm not sure this would be the right time for my secret i can i do have the trait of resourceful so i could get something rare or i could just use my mm -hmm. common resource which i haven't gotten yet either i mean a common resource would oh. make oh you still got that favor from a lawyer right i do i mean the current oh, yeah. obstacle to them striking is that there's Pinkertons and Navy and so on. They're like, what do we like? These people can crack down on us. Lawyers. Oh, yeah. I'll use my favor with a lawyer as an edge. Okay. What does that attack numerically? It's an eight. Eight. Okay. That's not a thing I can block. So not a general strike, but certainly got the dock workers so far. Um, what, what are you, what, what's the, what are the conditions of this strike? Like, are you trying to get them to strike through the, for a week? Cause that's a, that's a long, long strike on short notice. Yeah. I'm one of them. And what are they demanding? I want them to plan the strike, not start right this minute. Okay. So, cause they've got to get everybody involved. This is the perfect timing. Cause if we started the strike in like three days, that should be just right. Right, for them to, to, to prevent the molasses unloading. Mm -hmm. And what are, are, is it just general working conditions and stuff? Uh, like, or, or do you have a specific like grievance that's tied to the impending disaster? Yeah, I think if, I think it definitely, I mean, general working conditions, yes. Um, mm -hmm. But also safety, like they are being subjected to unsafe working conditions and they're not going to take it anymore. All right, you deal some stress against the investigation, and then it's going to take the affliction unstable. You and me both, investigation. <laughs> and I am going to insert an expert. I'm sure they'll be very friendly. Hmm. Why? Why are you sure of this? <laughs> so you're walking away from the docks, Harmony, and... As you do so, you're struck by a mural that's... Um, do you mean I'm physically struck or like... Well, <laughs> uh, there's a painting, like a, a, a painting on a brick wall that you would swear you should have noticed because you think you walked this way to get to the docks and there's no way there was enough time to paint this. Um, but it is on the wall of the carpenter's shop where they make a lot of framing for houses and just general like construction and scaffolding and so on there's this wall that's been pasted with just like newsprint all over it just in a in a weird collage and there are letters scattered all over it there are things like usa and flag and sort of in the center of this mural is uh, a human figure that's made up of of scraps and bits of newsprint pasted against the wall and you're kind of 
like it catches your eye as, as being very very dramatic and also probably not something you've probably never seen art like this unless you're like really like schooled in european art trends at the moment like you've never seen a picture like this before it's just dramatically different in a way that that is you're like a this is clearly someone trying to do art and b this doesn't look like art um and in that moment as you're either depending on your character you might land on one side of that or the other but as you're considering this the man steps out of the wall and he is a man with a suit that's clearly you can now see clearly is made up of newsprint lines of lines of text along the what what should be fabric but instead is just folded newsprint and his face is just paper mache that shifts as as if it's like flesh that is super cool (laughs) and he says you are meaningless and slashes at you as if he's like slashing with his arm doing a karate chop just in front of you this is an attack on your vigor Mm. looking for dice as if that's how attacks work in this game. <laughs> no. Speaking of reflexes. Which, and... which dice is the diceless it's literally one? in the name. Rosette Diceless. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a D-Infinity? Is that the diceless die? <laughs> yes. This is an attack boosted with Dada and with an edge of Time Knife. Greg. And that is a six versus your vigor. Alrighty. Coming in bold. Yep. I'm super torn about which way to dip in <laughs> Because I feel like I have a few options. <laughs> um, well, I'll go with this one, and y'all can tell me if you don't like it. I can go the other route, <laughs> which is probably a little more pedestrian. <laughs> harmony is. I'm introducing a quirk. Um, that okay. harmony lives very plainly and without a lot of extra things like. She's sort of non-materialist, and uh, I have the quirk. I, I wish I had chosen a different word for now because I'm worried I'm <laughs> going to mispronounce it, but I think it's aesthetic. Okay. And I think with this situation, like being attacked partially, I mean, it's, it's against vigor, but it's also against, like, to say that I'm meaningless. Like, yeah, she already accepts that it's meaningless. Like, that's not, you know, that. It's whatever for for her. So she doesn't... Hmm. She's not intimidated. Um, so vigor is made up of body and mind. So this could be like... That gives you the presence of mind of like... Whereas someone else would be spooked by this. You like... The fact that you kind of don't consider that a taunt. That makes sense to me. I mean, I do have the more traditional route. Which is I do have some stamina. I could just... But I just felt, because I felt like their attack was sort of more, had that mental angle to it, you know, with the Dada. There's some, yeah, there's some metaphysics going on here. And I just felt like this is an opportunity to ask, to highlight her asceticism. Asceticism? Asceticism. Yes. Yeah, I truly wish I had chosen a different word that I would not be (laughs) struggling to pronounce, but here we are. And that gives me two wear on my vigor. All right. And so what does this like if we're if we're seeing this with a camera, what does this look like? It, he's he's you know, slashing at you with his hand in a way that like it seems like they're for a moment you can see just extended from his hand this like shimmer or crackle in the air of of his his recontextualization of you. What what does you avoiding this attack look like? It looks like, um, kind of like the Matrix, you know, with the uh, bullet vision, sort of, mm-hmm. actually, it very the Matrix bullet vision, because it's kind of that Kano, like, dude, energy, and also a dodge. <laughs> okay, so you, like, step aside in this very, like, weird, almost, almost balletic way yeah. of just dancing around the, the, the swing. Yes, in a way that suggests that this is a, this is a uh, violent dance of both physicality and mental prowess. <laughs> okay, so once you dodge out of the way, and he's he's pretty impassive about it. Like he's almost there's there's almost kind of an amusement in his face 
what what do you do you stay here do you run do you yeah i'm not gonna run I'm, I'm not fast so that's not ever my go-to i'm no i'm no lorenzo who is do you scream <laughs> i can't i near i narrow my eyes and say i suspect that you are a rampant capitalist <laughs> and I will I mean is this like an alley are there people around or and how far away are Sam and Lorenzo like what's what's the situation because I um, don't necessarily want to holler if I'm it's gonna go crew the cops but I don't know Sam Lorenzo were you were you hanging out there, near there's a thing I'm preparing to do that would be very helpful if I didn't know this was going on right now <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, Which is terrible of me to say. Uh, I mean, but, um, I'm okay. I mean, but if anybody wanted to be here, I would holler for you. But I'm not trying to attract attention either. Well, then let's let's cut away. Okay. Let's let you stay standing in that in that uh, that alley where you realize as this is like as this clarity is passing through you of you know recognizing that materiality isn't all that important to you there's also just this this passing peaceful thought that this is the place where you sheltered from the molasses wave and when the disaster happened this is the exact spot that you were when the wave hit and you said that made me feel happy <laughs> it's just a peaceful thought that passes by as you're as you're dodging away cool i died here once <laughs> <laughs> so Lorenzo and then incidentally I'm terribly sorry I don't mean to leave you in the lurch here but, uh, <laughs> I, I feel okay <laughs> I've been burning to, 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 to figure out a way to do this attack and I think I've got it um, alright <laughs> because this involves revealing my secret dun 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 so but we're still in order to finally plot wise get it in we're gonna need to come back to you uh, but, uh, so I feel like it's a little bit after sort of seeing the, the beginning of seeing Harmony going off and starting, starting to rile up the dock workers a little bit. And I'm just sort of, uh, sort of turning and looking for somewhere to talk to Sam that might be a little more private, um, as we're, uh, just sort of looking around. Maybe we duck into some sort of cafe nook something somewhere somewhere that i might know of in the area that we can we can talk for a second go maybe out behind the uh block and tackle yeah does that sound good yeah that works for me okay you're kind of standing below this stained beautiful stained glass window that oh, the no. the barkeep uh brought over from ireland we can't keep ending up in the exact spots where we die <laughs> oh no quite co let's get away from any graven images yeah. um <laughs> No, I'm so so basically um as uh, I don't want the stained glass mirror to overhear us. Uh but <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Turns out that's Ronald Reagan. I know, right? This is his trickle down plan to destroy this area with the trickle down glass. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about molasses, that's the whole thing. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Trickle down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm getting sleepy. Okay. okay. I can check that off my list as well. Okay, good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So, so, uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll give it a sec if, if you need a sec. <laughs> There's sorry. no point to it. <laughs> 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 <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm actually not sorry. Um, but, um, <sighs> <sighs> all right. So, Thank yeah, you, no, Jim. the, the, <laughs> You're the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, so, so you'll see that Lorenzo has um, uh, has this look about him that you probably recognize 
having been in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see where it's this mode you go into when you're 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 like you're feeling assaulted, and yep. you're, there's an assault coming, and that you you're, you're that you uh, are going to have to do whatever it takes to survive. Yep. Um, in particular, Lorenzo has this having 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 uh, spent a good sh- a good share of time in trenches, mm-hmm. and uh, so he is sort of coming around. He's going to be sort of looking looking very serious as he's coming around. Okay, okay. You have a plan. Listen, and it just sort of is. We're sort of glancing back. She's really doing this. She's telling you the docs, and we got to do something. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. But it's going to be a mess. These are dire circum. These are dire circumstances. Yep, things are moving real fast. I think we're going to have to sabotage that that uh, that tap. You know that. Uh, going into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. So that it's going to have the molasses coming out a little bit better rate. Yep. And look like an accident so that there's an excuse for it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I know a guy. Uh, or fortunately. Well, yeah. Who can do it? Well, it's unfortunate for me. It's my brother, Sal. Oh. Yeah. I, uh... Uh, see, an anarchist or just, uh... Yeah. Oh. Turns out he, uh... Wow. That's rough. He kind of helps get things that people can't normally get and he is good at breaking things up and making it look like an accident Mm. and uh i wanted very little to do with him i wanted nothing to do with him uh ma and pop wanted absolutely nothing to do with him oh sure because uh, after after well after the police station but uh We might be able to yeah. get his assistance on this. And if anybody can do that and pull off the timing right, it's him. It's, it'd be him. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Because it's like uh, you give him a hug and a, and a cigar and he does it. Like, you know, if you haven't talked to him in a while. No, and actually, I don't know where he is, but how many does? Oh, oh. And, uh, so I can get a message to him. It's very simple. It's where there's a, there's a code we used as kids that we kind of still kept using. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, she can see to it that it's delivered, um, to the right place. I mean, I think that's, that sounds, sounds good though. Like, if we want it to look like an accident, if it, especially if he can make it so it's not easily fixed, you know, like it enough damage that it'll take him some time to repair yeah and he's an expert at this kind of thing better or worse yeah so i'm gonna i'm in you need anything from me well i kind of was one i was kind of hoping you'd talk me out of it but uh oh well (laughs) bad news (laughs) yeah looks like all right i'll write the i'll write the note and uh trying to figure there actually is a there's a place i might be able to put it where if if we if we need to, we can. I, I think I know where to put it to get in touch with him, where for him to look at. So, mm. might be able to just well. take care of it. But um, you know, at least uh, if we need to talk to him directly, then uh, then Harmony can arrange that for us. And I mean, for all we know, he's living with her in that house with all those people. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so we could. I know where the house is, if nothing else. So, huh. But well, harmony will, you know. Worst comes to worse, yeah. But okay, yeah. and uh, Renzo will take out a little. I, I, I'm kind of figure he's got like a notepad, um, where you know sometimes you need to write down an address or something, or you know for for <laughs> in, in 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 working as a fireman, um, the old PDA and uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the old 1919 era PDA and. Uh, the actual yeah, the, palm and palm pilot. Yeah. <laughs> little stubby pencil. And he will write a note to his brother, Salvatore. Basically, that will, in, in code, that will kind of just say, you know, just say, uh, in effect, uh, we need you by this tap in this place. Take care of this tap in this place. Dire import. This, and now both of you could look around and say, gee, where is good old Harmony? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's pretty much because we, you know, it's like, we, we want to check on you first because got this note. You know, we gotta, gotta get in touch with him. But that is, if I may, I'd like to use that as my attack, basically, the, uh, the uh, revealing of the secret. Yeah. So when you reveal a secret, it automatically succeeds and it's an unblockable edge. So you have you have this note that you you're ready to to deliver um everything's lined up except the actual execution of that to have a an expert saboteur disable the tank in such a way that will make it unable to collapse and so i think the investigation will take it'll take one point of stress and the affliction sabotaged does it still have networked or did that get used it's got networked, unstable, and sabotaged. And we are just about at the end. But before we conclude this conflict, let's have another chat. Um, does anyone have a topic they want to bring up? Could we talk about queerness? Yeah, I think that would be a that would be a good good thing to chat about because we've seen some of the queerness sort of coming forth lately An alternate and maybe definitely related idea is playing identities or social categories that are not necessarily marginalized but are complicated so i've been thinking a lot about the fact that i'm playing yeah. someone from the military um i think that is a as a fraught mm -hmm. area both me being, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, anti-colonialist, I guess, is actually probably the right way to put it, <laughs> where I wish we did not mm -hmm. have a military that does the things it does, um, tangled with training and all this sort of stuff. Um, but also, like, I think some of the political roles we're playing are things that it's hard to kind of put ourselves in the in the f feet of, of what it would be to be in that era, et cetera, et cetera. So, um I mm -hmm. think that also relates to queerness and just, well, I mean, not queerness specifically, but us yeah. playing these parts. So when people say queer, they're sort of, there are two different things that, that they're talking about. Like there's the, the colloquial commonplace thing of like, you know, LGBTQIA, right? Like the folks who are on the gender or sexuality spectrum, something that is quote unquote, mm -hmm. not normal. And then there's also sort of the academic philosophical queerness of questioning what is normal. And this idea of like, I mean, I think very much in the story, we're dealing with situations where people are assumed to be a certain way and that there's, there is a right way or a, or a normal way to be, and that to deviate, to be different from that is to deviate, is to, to be, to be strange or unusual. And I think the, the military definitely has like that sort of academic queer theory intrinsic to its nature because it is like a circumstance of like regimented violence, right? Its whole point is we want to be able to do violence in a way that is somehow controlled. Mm -hmm. And that, that sort of tension is, is very much what a lot of, I think a lot of queer theory tends to explore that, that sort of odd contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's an interesting set of themes happening in this story because there is some of that queer theory type of queerness, you know, like um, the binaries and the questioning of binaries um, that it, uh, like even about time, mm -hmm. right? Like that things happened <laughs> or didn't happen or will happen. Like, mm -hmm. I think there's an interesting tension in all of that. And, and then I guess part of it is from playing in this particular historical period when you're trying to portray, um, an, a queer identity or a gendered identity or a racialized identity. I mean, all of these different identities have that different level when you look at it from a historical perspective too. Um, but the thing I was thinking about was the way all of this relates to Foucault's um, idea of surveillance and the Panopticon, mm -hmm. because we have the literal surveillance with the detectives and the people who are guarding mm -hmm. the tank and watching the area and keeping an eye on us. And so I was kind of wondering in what sense 
is there like a self-surveillance that's happening um, that mirrors maybe that kind of physical surveillance? I don't know. I mean, people talk about having the eyes of history on you. And we are your consequence that you're trying to avoid in this conflict is to be shamefully remembered by history. (laughs) I have it written invisible. (laughs) Yeah. So in a certain sense, I think your characters have in mind how they will be remembered. And that is definitely a self surveillance of let's make sure to do things that make us look good. Mm hmm. And I think we're all, it feels like we're all trying to be, our our characters are aware of what normal behavior would look like. Um, And the fact that we are not doing that. Um, So that's how we're dressed. That's like how we're behaving and our interactions with other people of ranks and that we understand. So other fire folks, other you know, other folks that are workers of a certain class where we expect a certain amount of solidarity or not right yeah our characters are perhaps unusually even more aware than they would have already been which was probably plenty given mm-hmm. given the the folks because we're out of time <laughs> we're out of place and time but i think i will say i as a player um i think it's tough for me to know what's normal in this campaign Mm. in an interesting way. So part of it Mm -hmm. is the fact that it's a podcast. And so I'm like, I'm more Mm -hmm. conscious of the things that I'm doing because it's a podcast and other people are going to hear this. Um, Yikes. (laughs) Um, But there's also just like, you know, just thinking about like other role-playing games. Let's, let's take D and D let's take classic fantasy, or let's even take world of darkness. That's a modern setting, right? Norm. Mm. The norm is, lord of the rings or modern day gritty world and you can like track it to like what's happening you know you can you can very clearly picture what that norm is but what is the norm for a random black sailor in 1918 who is queer and is passing just fine as not queer like i have no idea right like real really i don't know (laughs) yeah and so it's an interesting um it's an interesting thing where i don't want to stereotype or make a ton of assumptions or like you know we have to modernize it but i don't know it's just it's just tough um yeah i think that very much there is a sense that we're trying to maintain some guise of normality. Um, I know from the perspective of my character, he's, uh, he, there are things that happened during the war that kind of uh, messed him up a little. Um, he still is dealing with PTSD from that um, before they before they called it that. And yet he's still trying by essentially almost sort of ignoring his problems, leaning into what seems to be normal, just sort of leaning on the whole, I am in the fire department thing. Um, yes. I am a normal yeah. person who does not yeah. have an anarchist brother. Who, yeah. <laughs> who is mentally stable, who has everything under control. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it, it's very much this narrative that even, you know, he's trying to in part, tell himself um but uh is also trying to maintain so that you know the he's not descended upon both for you know the 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 having you know the fact that he is actually still dealing with this in his head and also you know he's he's an italian in uh at, at a time that uh that they are not looked favorably upon mm-hmm. and uh that that again is why he's trying very badly to get people to see him just as a firefighter um and so that's just sort of a a public identity is trying to latch onto and that is now as we have seen starting not necessarily to break down per se but to be something that he is questioning because what is the greater good when you're dealing with a tragedy of the kind they're trying to avert. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And to to pull back the curtain a little bit, um, the the cut up men cut up. I've, I've used plural. I think you've only seen one kind of on screen, but they're. I think I think Ashley said that they're trying to make a ready made art piece out mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Yep. Um, they're they're taking this this event and contextualizing it as as something that I think I'm fine saying they're trying to make this event normal trying to make Mm. it less strange yeah and more acceptable and digestible and and all of the ways in which you are complicated are ways that kind of don't fit into the lines of of a piece of art even Mm. even though dada is is the heavy inspiration for them um even though dada is very subversive against sort of general art culture it's definitely often very very consumable very uh especially to us now we look at and we're like that's cool and things (laughs) that are cool are kind of normal and less fuzzy and queer or or complicated and and rich well in there it's in conversation with traditional art right like Mm -hmm. it is not a different or separate Thing, it is a part of that conversation because mm-hmm. it is a response <laughs> so yeah. there's a way in which it can't be sort of counterculture like it is culture and that sort of i think one of the big questions of of queer theory is like can you shed the assumptions that have been that everyone is operating under and I mean, I think many people argue, no, you can, you should try, but you can't. Um, <laughs> but like, that's, that's one of the things which is about, like, you don't, you don't have to be, if you are anti, you are still reinforcing the initial assumption. Mm-hmm. I know this is the wrong story for it, but it's the question mm-hmm. of, can the subaltern speak, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, in order, in order to communicate to the system, you have to speak its language. And I think that gets tough when it comes to things like mental health where when you ask yourself what is what is normal or what is healthy let's say you bypass the word normal and you Mm -hmm. say what is sufficiently healthy what is sufficiently functional sufficiently balanced you i'm gonna say need a metric or something to measure that against to look at but that might not be true. But that that's exactly that sort of question, right? Like, can you define an idea of health that does not is not based on the world around you? Which I don't, you know, I don't personally at this point in my life think that's true. I think you have to look to the things you want to be able to do. And that is, you know, your metric of functional. Um, now question whether you should be doing those things. Sure. But, <laughs> you know, that's part of it. Um, but to what degree mental health is identity, you know, that's, that's a whole thing, but you definitely get into that. What is normal? What can we subvert? Like if we, if we treat our mental health and our, our psychiatric conditions as, you know, not things to be rejected, not things to be covered up and disposed of or cured, (laughs) treated a little less, you know, as pathologies, Uh then are we subverting? Are we succeeding at subverting? <laughs> um, no, we're still in conversation. We're not, you know, I guess it doesn't have to be subverting or not subverting, right? Like Lucy said earlier, but um, it's still in conversation with these things, but it's not, you're not successfully isolating from our modern ideas of normal mental health, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a literal quote from Foucault that relates to what you just said, which is the function of to punish is the same as to cure or to educate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. For the record, mm. that wasn't literal. That was a slight paraphrase, but it's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times have you read that book? <laughs> a goodly number. <laughs> Uh, but, it, you know, as usual, Foucault's pretty on point, I think. Excellent. So I, I hope that, uh, that the conclusion of this story is sufficiently complicated and difficult to pin down as 
some of the things we've been discussing on. Try as they might, they'd all lose the fight against the dark and tidal mound. Houses would tumble, the L track to crumble. Next time on Tabletop Garden, the Great Molasses Flood. Tell you what, I will put that together. Uh, I can probably have it over to them tomorrow or so. Why not today, Jack? It's gonna fight dirty. Like, I'm gonna run in. I'd very much appreciate it if we not burst into flames anytime soon. <laughs> so you're just kind of standing here, seething, watching this as firemen are scrambling about. The big visual that persists, it's the shot of this molasses pouring out and staining the Boston Harbor brown. Rosette Diceless was created by Future Proof Games and can be found at rosetterpg.com. Our theme song is Great Molasses Disaster by Robin Agner and Parlor Game, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. You can find more on Tabletop Garden at tabletop.garden, and you can support my work and get episodes early at patreon.com slash gregoryaveryweir.